Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and at MSW Media. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank everyone who has been supporting us through Patreon, our new Patreon supporters. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on board. And you know what? You know what you get for being a Patreon supporter, Angela? That's a very, very warm, satisfying feeling that you can cuddle up with every night at the end of every hard day. (laughs) Besides that, Francis, I think you get three, three, three micro idiots. Yes, a week. That is some of the best, best self-care you can be doing for yourself right now for the low, low price. I mean, entry price of five bucks. What? I'm just saying... Micro idiots, in case you don't understand, is where we take an idiot of the week that didn't make it into the actual idiot of the week podcast. So if you've said it's idiots and you haven't heard them before, they are probably in micro idiot. And there are literally hundreds of them available to you right now if you sign up. We understand that not everybody can be a Patreon. We want to thank those of you who can. And those of you who cannot, we are with you. We understand. We appreciate your support. You can support us by getting other people to listen to this podcast and by just tweeting and Instagramming and whatevering about it. Yeah. Let people know it exists. Cut out audio and share it. Yes. And you can get a cameo from Frangela. Just go to cameo.com and we can give you a pick-me-up video. Wish you a happy birthday. Wish you a happy anniversary. You name it. That's right. You can give it as a gift. Yeah. 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 And guess what? Guess what? what? We have another sexy liberal saving democracy tour show here in Los Angeles at the Saban, October 22nd. But Francis, what can I do if I cannot get to Los Angeles? Well, we got you covered there, too. Do you know that you can go to sexyliberal.com and click on the pay-per-view option and be with us that night? What? 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 Pay-per-view live? Live yes. on October 22nd that I can then watch any time for I forget how long after that? Yes. That is absolutely. amazing. Woo. And, and can we announce Portland yet? I mean, look, it's 
we probably are doing a show yeah. on November 12th, I think, right? Is it the 12th? Yeah, the 12th. November 12th in Portland to create to do a new comedy album. So It'll come be up on, on our out. website. I'm pretty sure that's the date. Um, but just we're, we're gonna loosely, loosely claim it. We're gonna claim, claim it. it. We're gonna claim it. We're gonna claim it. And you can always join us every Friday on the for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller show for Fridays with Frangela. We love it. Um, okay. I think we need to start with my sort of semi-homegirl representative and vice chairperson of the January 6th committee, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, girl, won't you, won't you take a bow? Take, pick up your flowers, girl. Pick Here up your flowers. Is. Here she is with the, with the key info. This afternoon, I am offering this resolution that the committee directs the chairman to issue a subpoena for relevant documents and testimony under oath from Donald John Trump. Now I'm trying to get somebody to make this into a ringtone for me. <laughs> I, I, I would really like to hear that all the shizzle. I don't think I could ever get tired, Francis, ever, ever, ever get tired of hearing that. No, 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 no. Because you know why? We have been waiting. We have been anxiously awaiting for this moment ever since January 6th. That's right. Because at the end of the day, what they should have done was walked up into the, the Oval Office and clamped some cuffs on those tiny wrists. Thank then, you. Thank you. You probably didn't even have to, you could have used like, like baggy twist ties. I was going to say paper clips. Say, ooh, that's even better. Because they're harder. <laughs> And it's it's more unnecessarily pettily cruel, which I love. It's the, the herrings were great. And I and I really encourage you, if you haven't seen it, not to just watch the roundup, but watch the whole hearing because yeah. um I know you can see it on YouTube. I know you can probably go to the, the Congress um and uh, at least the House of Representatives and get a link to the full hearing. They were riveting, they did an excellent job of making it very clear that there is one person who is responsible for this entire event, and it's Donald J. Trump. That's right. And they, uh, Democratic Representative Benny Thompson, who chairs the committee, announced that the committee had changed its, you know, the, the Thursday public right. hearing mm -hmm. to a business meeting, which is a technical difference, but mm -hmm. means that the committee can vote, see, vote on investigative actions. You know what? You That's, gotta love mm. some Robert's Rules motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. up there. Mm -hmm. That may gave me a boner. I mean, I was like, I have never been excited by a procedural argument I'll like this in my you. life. They're like, oh, this isn't a hearing. No. People have been calling it a hearing, but today's not a hearing. Today we're doing business. It's a business. It's a business day. Business. It's a business. Roll it's business out day. Business. And our business today is to hold this mofo accountable for trying to insurrect up on this constitution and this government. Yep. And I was so, I was really, I was proud um of everyone there and and to just see how they organize this this evidence and and some of it we'd seen before but there's new evidence that we're going to get to that was completely i mean riveting but they went through how at every step of this plot that started well before January 6th, that, mm -hmm. that there's indications of this going as far back as July yes. parts of it, of the previous year, way before the election, um, that at every step of this way, not only did Donald Trump know he had lost the election, know that the actions he was taking were illegal, he went ahead and did them anyway. He knew there was violence going on and he went ahead and did it anyway. Yes, he did. Yes. 
You know what? And he went. He, and not only did he go ahead and do it, he fomented it. He started. He seeded the the land and, and made sure that the entire time this was part of the plan. The entire time, absolutely. And they literally to hear them to go through there's so many things that i want to address but i want to first my first thing is i liked i like i gotta give some style points i'm starting with jared footage mm-hmm. because they didn't so need it it was paid it was paid they didn't need it they didn't need it we knew jared had like, said this before you know right it was like but you know just in case you have forgotten about this wormy motherfucker let's pull him through let's drag his ass through the mud because it's like you know he and ivanka just cleaned up everything they said they got put in front of that committee mm-hmm. and they went oh by the way jared was one of the people who told him he'd lost the election yeah and he knew that he'd lost the election the red mirage that didn't happen um so they brought that footage out i i had good style points on that yeah and then i liked when the january select committee aired the previously unseen footage from fork Fort McNair, because let me tell you mm. something. Mm. I didn't. We didn't know what happened to Nancy specifically, or Chuck specifically, or Mitch specifically. But I, what I love about whoever that aide is, who Taking had that footage. camera going and had mm-hmm. the footage, you give that person a, a raise today. Well, frankly, there should have been somebody on an, an archivally. I my assumption has been there's always somebody doing that. But like, but this was amazing. And the thing is that the the, the footage they show of of I, and they were very careful to directly contrast it. Mind you, at the same moment that the Capitol is being violated, the police officers are being attacked, overrun, beaten down tear gassed, stabbed with flags, you know, um, at that moment, Donald Trump is in the dining room watching it. Yep. Being appealed to by everyone to do something and not doing it. In fact, the only things he do he does do, like the tweet about, you know, Mike Pence has failed us, inflame that crowd further. At the same time he's doing that, you have Pelosi, Schumer in, in a bunker. Yep. Knowing everybody's lives are in danger, saying, you know what, these people can't have this victory. Not only do we need to get this stopped and taken under control, but we are going back to the Capitol. Yes. And we are finishing this work. That is our duty. I loved, I love that. I loved seeing Nancy, seeing her in that coat, number one, in the coat. Let's get a coach style points. And be, let's be clear about some unflappable, yes. right? Be clear that Francis and I, our bitch asses would have been crying in a corner <laughs> going, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Did that just happen? Don't oh, Jesus. Oh, Don't my goodness. Don't oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? What are we going to do, Nancy? And they no. were... They were not, they were about their duty. They were about trying to get more people out there. They were begging the governor. They were begging the mayor. They were doing whatever they could. And for the last year plus, Trump, et cetera, have tried to pin the National Guard not being there and not being ready for this event or not coming once the violence started on Nancy Pelosi, although she has absolutely no, no she's not in that chain of command. She's just they, standing there begging. And, all, and in fact, what she was doing was filling in the role. She's talking, they have her talking to Vice President Mike Pence. Yes. In this footage, saying to him, they have Schumer calling out the Attorney General, the yeah. acting AG, um, what's his name? Ooh, being like, why don't you do your job, your duty? Yeah. And get yeah. the president to tell these people to go home. And then they wrap it up by showing when Trump does tell them to go home finally after four or whatever, 
they did go home. Yes. Here's a quote from Nancy Pelosi to, to Rosen. She says, the concern that we have is for personal safety uh, transcends everything. She was like, basically, she was like, I don't give a damn about the shit on the floor down there. We can clean that. She literally says the poo poo. We can clean that. We can clean that up. She was like, but we got a we have a job to do and it's going to get done. It's going to get done. And she said, we need to get back in there. And she says that Mitch McConnell was the one calling for it because they've all been because she's like, can we go back to the Capitol? Are we back in session? And what she gets told is we were back in session, but now people are putting on their gas masks and preparing for tear gas. And then she goes, can you believe this? Yeah. Can you believe? And I'm like, no, I can't. And but they are the entire time what they are focused on is that we have a job to do. And she says we cannot give them this victory. We will be certifying this election today. Yes. Mitch yes. McConnell was agreement. It's very clear that Kevin McCarthy, they were all in agreement. Yep. They were there to do the job. And, and, and there it was. And, you know, let's, you know who I need to talk to? I, these two bitches need to talk to Tony Ornato. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. find out what's going the on. The head of the Trump's Secret Service detail. He was the one in the, he's in the, the beast or whatever, the right. uh, SUV with him. For me, this whole thing of refusing to believe that uh, the Secret Service is not a politically motivated organization is disgusting to me. It's, 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 it's the same issue I have with the army, with the police. It is this Thank Boy you. Scout status that we want to give you. to the FBI. Thank you. Know you. What? It's fuck, fuck an Eagle Scout. I don't give a fuck about what you did in the past. I don't give a fuck what you, Thank who you, you. did. It, these were people who were supporting Trump and didn't give a fuck about who was showing up because they were quote unquote their people. And I think that they did more than they were, they're facilitating this insurrection. That's right. I think that, that, that it's beyond uh, simply the, and I find it fascinating. We've talked about this in, on, in many topics. Why is it so difficult for people to call white supremacists white supremacists? No. Why is it so difficult to believe that Mitch McConnell maybe just agrees with an agenda? Yeah. Why is it so difficult to believe that, that, that the members of the Secret Service or FBI or Justice Department actually do want to see a dictatorship or actually do believe in white supremacy? Why is that so difficult? Because what I find fascinating, it's over and over again, like they, you know, MSNBC goes to Andrew Weissman, who's a, you know, a former, you know, a member of government, whatever, lawyer. And he and others have repeatedly talk about the intelligence failure here, because what we, but what we learned very clearly in today's testimony that the committee put forward is that there was no failure of intelligence. No. They knew all they of these statements me. were going on. What, right. what the Secret Service has done is they've deleted their texts so we can't see their real in time. I believe there's only one reason to do that, but they had over a million emails yeah. and it's back and forth for months. They've known in that week and that morning. They've been watching it on Twitter. They've been watching it on Parler. Thank you. And Twitter had notified them. They had a Twitter employee who exactly. had said we notified them. And then frankly, that morning, they had arrested dozens of people for arms violations in the yep. area. They knew that crowd was armed before anybody else. And it's not they didn't do anything or they failed. Andrew Weissman went on to say it's probably more than, it might be probably more than just intelligence favor. And then you get Frank Faguzzi, who is one of the biggest, he's one of the biggest purveyors of this, the good, the good men and women of the FBI BS. And I'm like, 
I, you know, my, the, my FBI, the FBI I know of was the one that was helping on destroying the civil rights movement. Yep. Like, and like, so when I look at this, I go, the idea that somehow these are the only people in the world and in the government that exist outside of their own desires or opinions wholly and without question, it's pretty clear to me that the secret service, if not wholly, is largely a branch of the white supremacist movement in this country. That's right. And, if and I, that needs to get dealt with. That's right. If I worked at the White House, I would be from the top to the bottom, getting rid of motherfuckers. That's right. But then now you understand why Pence didn't want to go wherever they were taking him. That's right. Because That's Pence was sitting right. there going, I know who you are, but I don't know who he who is. is. Because the reality is, and he knew, he knew that these people couldn't be trusted. And then homegirl mama Pence has to pull down the drapes because they yeah. haven't even done that. Yeah. Look, be clear that these people are com not only complicit I and culpable, I believe that they aided and abetted this insurrection. Absolutely. I believe that they helped organize it. I believe that they absolutely did. We're hearing that they were getting phone calls from people from the Proud Boys and this one over here and that. Who, when have you ever heard of a white Thank supremacist you. group needing to talk to the to the Secret Service oh. for crowd control? Fuck you. And be very clear that Enrico Torrio had gone into the White House uh, uh, in December. How yeah. that was allowed to happen, I'll never understand. But Andrew Weissman did at least say, you know, it's hard to see all of this, to look at all of the warnings and all the chatter that we are, the, the little what we've been able to see from their emails and from other communications since they've, you know, absolutely um, committed some form of evidence destruction about the texts. There were reaction to Black Lives Matter. These were people that obviously, you know, tear gassed and yeah. attacked a peaceful march, but really just kind of stood around and went, well, we don't really know what to do now, Miss Daisy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, you know what? Again and again and again. And I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to belittle this, but I really do believe that we are living in the fear of a black nation in, in that whenever mm. people of power see blackness, it is a problem mm -hmm. and it is a threat. Fear of a black planet. Yes. Goosey said it. He said one of the reasons, you know, why didn't the Secret Service, and he went so far, he went far enough to say in his commentary after the, you know, at the break of the hearing that clearly this goes beyond an intelligence fa failure. I mean, he didn't go, the. neither of them went the way they should have gone on it. Um, but he did say, it, you know, if people had seen when he was in the FBI, if I'd seen any of this kind of chatter back and forth, in the time that they saw it, and we would have canceled the event or certainly the, we wouldn't have allowed any protectee to be anywhere near it. So, But it wasn't about the protectee. No. It was about the movement That's and what right. they were going to do and what the, I believe that the Secret Service who were protecting Donald Trump, who were part of the movement, were mm -hmm. ready to do their new jobs under their new leader. That's right and lead and do the things and, and help carry out this insurrection that's right and let's not even act like it so like who's he said one of his comments was you know they they didn't react these people look like us that's yeah. I, I don't know why they can't just say this is a racist seditious movement and and because they they want to dance all around it but you know to me it was just telling to hear that the the up until 1 55 p.m the Secret Service had a detail that was poised and ready to take Trump. 
mm-hmm. to the Capitol mm-hmm. to be at the head of his mob. They still had people standing on duty. They didn't call them off duty to take him there till 155. They were standing by. I'm crying and riveted way before this. Yes. Uh, and it's just, it's absolutely clear that the Secret Service and members, other members of law enforcement throughout um, the FBI, the Justice Department, and and just other areas of law enforcement quite clearly are beyond complicit. And they didn't just fail. They didn't just drop. He tried to say they like grounded the ball on purpose. No. No. No, they were ready to act. In, they were, that's aiding and abetting. It was absolutely aiding and abetting. Absolutely. I I thought that they did a very good job of continually going back to Trump knew he lost the election. And in fact, they showed very clearly that back in July of before the election, Trump had already started the plan for if I'm losing, if I lose, I'm going to just say I won anyway. He was seeding the ground then. Then they were they started developing the plan, the election night plan. They wrote the script. They found that the script that he wrote, the I won, this was stolen script, was written way before it was written in October. Yeah. Before the election. Before the election. Because they had no intention of honoring that election ever, no matter what it said. For me, what the biggest issue here is this is a theft that is still in progress. This is this is this is this is this is still happening. What we're not stopping Trump from claiming something that was true that isn't true. And he's still he's still running on it. We have 200 people running in our elections today. Based on a big lie, we we are sitting here listening to all the top heads of Trump's advisement say this election wasn't stolen. That's right. And we know it. And he knew it. And over and over again, they said he knew Trump knew it. And even if he didn't know it, even if he did, there's no justification for sending him a mob that, you know, is armed. You've been told what you've been told they're armed. If let's pretend you didn't know till that morning, but you knew it then. And you knew that when that arm kept, you knew they were armed. In fact, they showed that Trump, when conf- told about this members of the uh, people, you know, the cropping armed, we've heard this before, but in more detail about how he said he, I didn't see that part of the speech ever until today um, at, at the, at the insurrection pre-insurrection rally where Trump said, let them in. He he tried to use the crowd against the yeah. security's decision to have the magnetrometers up. After already being told they weren't going to take them down, he said, let them in, let them in, let them come in. And he knew what he knew then what he was doing. He knew that yep. he was sending an armed mob down to the Capitol. And even if he thought the election had been stolen, that is not how you deal with it. There is no way to justify his behavior and his and his absolute. They constructed this from beginning to end. They showed the connections. Not only just this and the electors, the fake electors, they were trying. They tried 62 cases that didn't work. They no. tried fake electors. That didn't wasn't gonna work. They tried a they tried an Trump called people himself. He called people himself. He's still calling people. We talked about it what like um, two six weeks ago. Yes. Eight weeks ago. He's still calling people and asking them to overturn this election. That's right. That's right. And we here's the problem. This country 
has got to decide whether it is wrong or right. Either we're going to follow laws and everybody has to follow the laws or only some of the people are going to follow the laws. I can tell you, you know, what they they really made it very clear today that to not call Donald Trump in would be a dereliction of absolutely of their duty. And, and what would be the point of the investigation? Mm-hmm. What are you investigating? If you're not going to and, and represent Cheney said it, Liz Cheney said it very clear. She's like, we can't just punish the foot soldiers. That's right. That's right. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you struggling with our broken healthcare system in America? My name is Laura Packard, and my podcast, Care Talk, covers healthcare in America from a progressive perspective. Don't have health insurance? Don't understand the differences between insurance plans? Dealing with surprise medical bills, out of control prescription drug costs, or can't get the care you need? We'll get you answers. Do you think healthcare is a human right and we've got to do better in this country? If this describes you or a friend or family member, listen to Care Talk with Laura Packard, podcast weekly on Tuesdays. Our healthcare experts answer your questions every week, and they go in depth on healthcare topics such as access to abortion after Roe, how gun violence affects healthcare, fighting medical bills, and more. Go to act.tv/slash care talk or search for Care Talk with Laura Packard on your favorite podcast app to listen today. Welcome back. Uh, You know, today was the January 6th hearing, and it was the jury jury recommendations of life without parole for Nicholas Cruz. I don't know if you all had a chance to watch that hearing procedure, it was like a sea of sadness, an ocean of sadness, watching the friends and family members sit there as the jury's uh, decisions were being read out. And to be clear, this was Nicholas Cruz as the shooter, the the shooter of Parkland. And it's really hard because Francis and we were talking about before we started recording, and everything in me, on a visceral level, on a on, in my heart, is is I, 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 to honest on Front Street. Everything in me wants would wants to give these people, these family members, and this community whatever weapons they want, and give them each an opportunity to us physically assault Nicholas Cruz. Trust me, that that like in my heart, what I feel is rage, a violent yeah. rage, and 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 a desperate desire for these people to get whatever they want. Yeah. To to deal with. But as you said, this panel, this jury four person says the three jurors voted against recommending the death penalty for the Parkland shooter. And you watched it, Francis, and their reaction was Yeah. It was I mean, watching the parents, it was it was like watching them being sucker punched in the gut. Because they you literally watched people like the pain and then you saw the anger. They really thought they were going to get a death penalty. They really thought that they were going to get a death penalty. And, you know, I I have to say personally, I have gone in and out and in and out of the death penalty being um, a tool. And where I am today personally is I don't believe in it. I don't believe in 
taking an eye for an eye. I don't think it will make you whole. I it do believe it, <laughs> it makes everybody blind. And and I do I do believe in justice. I believe that this person, I was angry that he had the opportunity to sit there this and is beg righteous. for his fucking life Thank at you. all when the people that he killed, he murdered senselessly did not have, they will be forever 14 years old. They didn't get to beg for their lives. They didn't nobody get to nobody beg. listened to their pleas for their lives. He didn't listen to their pleas. And I will tell you, this is my problem with the death penalty. Unfortunately, that it doesn't, it's been shown to, it doesn't actually stop people from committing crimes, no. number one. No, so it's not a deterrent. Number two, our justice system is completely racist and classist. And so we all know who's going, who gets hit with the death penalty. That's why they had to even stop it in Chicago if they found out that there were over, you know, I think well over 50 some cases. And I think I'm actually low on that where one officer had basically lied and planted yep. evidence. Yep. Like our system is not, is not, doesn't operate in a way that gives me any confidence in its ability to carry out these, those sorts of sentences. I, and I do think removal from society, you know, and the whole, whether or not he's mentally ill, you know, there's, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, but there's gotta, there's this area for me where maybe you're mentally ill, but you're competent, you know? Yes. And so there's, you got there's the gun, this, you made the plan, you that's shot what the I'm people, saying. Like, you shot at, people 10 times. Like, it's just sort of, it's hard for me to just go with, well, he's mentally ill. But on the other hand, you know, it's from a movie. I don't know if it's an actual quote from anything else, but I, I try to, in those moments here, I say it to myself, you know, that vengeance is a lazy form of grief, yeah. that, 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 that is not how, it is not the way, even though it feels like we could all feel better. Yes. It, it, it maybe we wouldn't, maybe we wouldn't, but it doesn't, it doesn't do, it isn't, I'm not sure it is justice, but I was, I, to be honest, I was shocked. I thought that he would get the death penalty. Yeah. Um, and he's too young. They're not going to kill. They're not going to kill a kid. Like he would. Uh, uh, well, like that's, he did. Not, that's not, that's not black. There, well, there, there you go. And that's, it's, you know, and, and it's, whether or not it's a travesty of justice um, or not, it's, it is, it's, it was, it's really hard to watch. It's hard. It's all it's of hard it is hard. It's awful. It's awful. And, you know, and, you know, I want a bomb for every single one of those parents. I want, there I want to, then there isn't one. And, and, you know, and I can't, and I can't sit here and say, and this is why I was having this conversation with my husband this morning. I can't sit here and say, if somebody had killed Abigail at 14 today, anytime, I would be able to sit here and go and have the, the wherewithal to say that person's death will not make me whole. Or that, that it isn't the society we, that I want to live in, you yeah. know, that I want my children, if they've been able to live, to live in, you know, yeah. that, that violence begets violent. We could go into a whole bunch of arguments, philosophical and just technical about what the death penalty and, and what our judicial prison system actually does accomplish. But at the end of it, there was one thing that happened this week that did feel really good and yes. I hope will continue to feel really good in this area. And that is, ooh, ooh, say it for me, Francis. Connecticut jury says Alex Jones must pay almost mm. $1 billion to Sandy Hook families. 
Ooh, ooh, feel the, oh, ooh, feel one billion, B billion. And understand, I did a little mini woo 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 dance when I heard that that's not punitive damages. No. Those were compensatory damages. They haven't done punitive yet. That's yes. where they can get for real serious. And I was like, oh. And Alex Jones, as is typical, the entire time has been uh, saying, oh, I don't care. Oh, he was live recording, I think, mm -hmm. as, the, as the money was being awarded. And so he was, and he kept going, oh, add it up. That's not high enough. Oh, more and more. Oh, they're never going to get any of this. I'm going to tie this up in court. They're never going to get any of this. Mm -hmm. See, those are the kind of statements that make right. me say, go get it now. Yep. Go, go. Go and grab him. And I would, and this is how I want them to get it, Francis. Mm. I want them to pick that human up by his ankles. <laughs> Had the biggest, the biggest cop we got. That's Whoever right. Whoever that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar man is, find mm -hmm. him, have him hold Alex Jones upside down and jingle him. I want the change Dang. in his pockets. That's right. I want him to never be able. I want the thoughts in his heads. I want mm. the thoughts in his heads That's to right. shake I out. I want him to not be able to afford a Hulu subscription. I want him out of business. And there has to be a point. Free speech should not mean he gets to keep doing this. No, he there shouldn't. There has to be a point where he is not, where there is that he gets put in jail, he gets silenced. You have, we as a study really have to look at where we, because I think we've gotten very confused about the concept of free speech. Mm -hmm. and, and the idea that you can't just, he's sitting there inside and using, he's using the the fact that he's just lost in between all of his rantings and, oh yeah, do what you want. You're not going to get it. He does that. And then he keeps saying that he wants money. Yeah. Buy my supplement. Yes. Which is like. He, That's right. It couldn't be more clear what's going on. And it could not have happened to a worse person. You know what I'm saying? And that is our final word. And now welcome to resistance wrap up. Here's the deal. Go to Swing Left. Please. Go to swingleft.org. Go there right now. Go right there. Go, go there. There are races that need you and need your money, need your help. And let me tell you something. Somebody today, and I tried to I tried to take it down, but I don't, you know how it is with grandmommy and the, and the Twitters. I don't know that I successfully did. Hmm. But what I don't need, Angela V. Shelton, and I, I think you'll give me Francis, what we I don't need on our, is you may not like some of these candidates. What this person said is we were like, you need to vote, act, you know, help mm -hmm. these people in these vulnerable states where we really, we could flip, we and or we could get a better majority, mm -hmm. <laughs> not, not just keep our majority and keep the the slim whatever majority we have and but but absolutely render people like um what's her name cinema and uh what's his name right uh, render them invalid mansion like we could absolutely do that but if you don't i don't please don't go up here and say things like you don't like the the other candidate. I don't care. Like yeah. you don't like the Democrat who's up. I, I, are you like, kidding I, me? I don't I, I, I really Walker? don't I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear then do that on your own feed. Do that on your own feed because we're not here to do that. This is yes. there's there's every, no. No. <laughs> Swing left. No. If you can, please. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are for Angela. Thank you so much for listening to the final word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. 
I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.